Hello, everyone, and welcome to My God Stories. I hope you're doing good today, and I thank you so much for being with me today. But, you know, before I get into today's story, I just want to speak from the heart a minute. You know, as believers, uh, we always believe that we've got to keep that smile on and, and everything's great, right? You know, people always asking, how you doing? Oh, I'm wonderful, right? But, you know, I've come to a point in my life to where, you know, I, it's, it's okay to just admit that, you know, I'm not having the best day. Today's been hard, you know, with our feelings and emotions and the circumstances and our jobs and all that we have going on in our life. There's times where we get down. And thank God that we have a loving Heavenly Father that is always there for us. He's always available to reach down and grab us up and encourage us because the truth is He is our hope. He is our help. He is our provision. And I think it's healthy. I think it's okay to say, you know what, I'm, I'm having a tough day. And it's okay to, to just acknowledge that to sometimes our friends or our family and just say, you know, I'm having a tough day. Pray for me. And I tell you, this life that we live, it, it can be difficult. It is difficult. But let's celebrate the fact that we have a loving Heavenly Father that is always with us. He never takes his eyes off us. And he's always willing and available for us to just say, Lord, help me through this disappointment that I'm feeling today. Help me through these emotions that I'm struggling with today because he's faithful to do it. So I don't know where you are today or what's going on, but if you're having a tough day, it's all right because your hope is in a loving Heavenly Father that has a promise of tomorrow. Whatever's going on in your life, he is more than enough. He is sufficient to take care of us. Amen. I hope that just touches your heart today. But today's episode is, is, is titled, Don't Waste This Time. And today begins a, a series of stories within this podcast about a time in my life that was very difficult, uh, that actually God brought me to death's doorstep. And I'm going to share that story today, and, and there's multiple things. I mean, there's no way I could articulate all that God did in my life through this, this circumstance, but I've got seven or eight stories that, that I want to share of things that God did in the midst of all this. And so today starts the beginning of, of, of that, and and so let me set the story up for you. I, I, you know, if you've been a, a, a frequent listener, you already know, but you know, this, um, I had been through a lot in my life. I'm still in this season of nearly 13 years of suffering. I'd come out of three years of full-time ministry that was a complete disaster. But God meant it for my good, and I needed every bit of it. I had been through so many financial woes, and and just recently I just put a key in the door of the family business after nearly 25 years and just went home. I had just sold off so much property and livestock, and I was struggling to, to, to be into the real estate industry. I was struggling going through reorganization, Chapter 11, and all that comes along with that, and selling so much of, of the family land, and just seeing life was, was very difficult for me at this time, and God was using it, and he knew what he was doing. And so as I'm just continuing to live life, I, uh, I was working out on the farm and, 
and just uh, I had a guy that would come a couple of days a week and help me, and we were building fence and. And so uh, I noticed a few days later that I that I had a spot uh, like a wound on my on my stomach. And just like every good redneck does, they don't worry about it all. It'll be okay. And and so within a week, uh, that spot began to get very bad. I mean, a hole was developing in my stomach. And so uh, my stepmother was a nurse for 20-something years, and I, I sent her a picture, and, and uh, you know, she told me, look, you need to get that checked out. And so I went to the urgent care, and, and they, uh, they did what they do and, and ended up giving me antibiotics, and, and I went on about life. And so months, I don't know, maybe 20, 30 days down the road, I, my son had asked me, if I would take him down to New Orleans and see LeBron James play. And so I told him I would, and I checked him out of school. Well, on the drive down to New Orleans, my I began to feel a lot of discomfort in my back. And from the drive to New Orleans to the end of the basketball game that night, I could hardly walk up the arena steps. And so that entire week or so, I just began to uh, experience more and more pain in my back. And I did everything I knew to do. I ended up, you know, going to a masseuse and a couple of different times and and just trying to work it out. I I didn't know what was going on. And I remember at one point I couldn't hardly get out of bed. And and I had a friend of the family that was a a massage therapist and they came to the house and and set their little bed up and and I got on the table and and uh, man I just did everything I could well I finally decided that you know I need to go to the doctor and so I made an appointment with with my doctor and, and my stepdad he took me to the doctor and I got there and I remember struggling to even get out of the truck and so I go into the doctor's office and they they don't have an appointment for me and so I was in such pain, I got in the truck and I told my stepdad, I said, look, let's just go home. Well, he insisted that I would go to urgent care and I uh, reluctantly agreed to do so. And I get there and, and I was there probably a half a day and they couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. And they finally sent me over to the hospital and where I was admitted. And I stayed in the hospital for a week. I hardly remember much of the time of being in the hospital. But at some point, uh, the doctor pulls my wife to the side and says, look, he's got about two days to live. And if we don't figure something out, he's not going to make it. So you can imagine uh, what that did to my wife and and the fear and and my family. And, And so, you know, eventually they put me in a helicopter. And they med flighted me to Oshner's Hospital in New Orleans, where I went to emergency surgery because they had discovered that I had a staph infection. And they suspect it was from a, um, a, a brown recluse spider and one that had bit me in the stomach and it just spread all over my body. And so it had, it had gathered on my spine. And uh, they had to go in and scrape my spine, and and uh, my body had become toxic. I had uh, staph infection so bad that it was affecting my vision, and uh, that began a very 
tough stretch in my life. I was in the hospital for maybe a couple of weeks. And, you know, it, it just was, uh, it was very difficult. And, you know, I, I don't think I've ever told this, not certainly not publicly, but I remember coming to a place where physically it was so difficult that I just began to give up. You know, so many times I sat in judgment of people and, and about how they were giving up and not trying. But I'm telling you, when you, when you get to that place that I was in with my health, I just began to give up. And I remember my wife, you know, coming into the, the hospital and standing in front of the bed and, and making that bed sit up with a remote saying, you have got to, to get up. You've got to sit up. You've got to try. We've got to get out of here. And she was certainly there for me. And so that went on for oh, a couple of weeks. And I finally remember... I remember being uh, discharged, like at the last minute. I was the last person that they discharged from the hospital. And I remember my wife driving me home, and what a experience that was coming home. And just the joy that I felt of being released and being alive. And then all that was was uh, on my mind about how was I going to work? How was I going to provide for my family? At the time, I had a bunch of livestock, and that was how I made my living. And and uh, I was just overwhelmed with what am I going to do with my life? How am I going to take care of my family? You know, as, as I came home, I, I had to have someone that would administer antibiotics to me twice a day. And my stepmother would come first thing in the morning and and administer my antibiotics. And then my wife, when she would get home from work, she would administer antibiotics. And, you know, it was a long road. And I remember uh, probably about the first or second day after being home, I remember, you know, sitting in the house by myself, staring out the window, just trying to make heads or tails of my life and, and what was going on. And and I, I just began to ask God, God, what, what is the truth about all this? You know, I'm, after all that I'd been through, here I am, uh, helpless. I can't hardly walk. I can't walk. Actually, I'm on a walker at this time and, and in a wheelchair at times. And someone's having to tend to me 24 hours a day. And, and so I'm just sitting there and I, I'm just asking God the truth. And I had a very dear friend of mine that is still very dear to me to this day. They sent me a devotional. And I happened to open that devotional that they sent me. And the Lord began to speak to me. And, and this is what I believe the Lord spoke to me that morning. It said, thank me for the conditions that are requiring you to be still. Do not spoil these quiet hours by wishing them away waiting impatiently to be active again. Some of the greatest works in my kingdom have been done in sick beds and prison cells. Instead of resenting the limitations of a weakened body, search for my way in the midst of these very circumstances. Limitations can be liberating when your strongest desire is living close to me. Quietness and trust enhance your awareness of my presence with you. Although you feel cut off from the activity of the world, your quiet trust makes a powerful statement in the spiritual realms. And I read those words. I knew God was speaking directly to me. He was telling me, don't waste this time. 
And it was certainly more confirmation that God was right there next to me wanting to do a great work in my life, that God was simply being faithful and caring. And this word encouraged me and gave me the foundation I needed to eventually make a full recovery. And, you know, only in God's economy can you come so close to death and go through so much suffering that I did. And at the end of the day, say, thank you, Lord, for such a wonderful blessing, because this radically changed my life. And, you know, as I continue to tell stories uh, about this circumstance in my life, you'll see some of the things that God did. There's no way I could truly articulate all that God did in my life in the midst of that. And it was a You know, it was one of the most difficult times of my life, but it was one of the most blessed times of my life. He brought me to a place of complete helplessness and dependency, but he showed me himself in a way that I'd never seen before. You know, I remember after I got home, I'd heard through the grapevine that within a couple of weeks after my return that there was a man in the community that was my age. He had three children just like me, and then he died of the same type of infection, staph infection. He had MRSA. And I remember just being blown away by that and all the, the stories of, of people that were praying for me and, and, and caring for me. You know, at the time of, this, of my life in this story, I really struggled to believe that people loved me. I always was suspicious, and, and I always thought that people really didn't love me. But I'm going to tell you, I, that was one of the biggest takeaways for me is seeing how many people were expressing love to me that were praying for me. And for months, even years after I recovered, I had people tell me that they were praying for me. And it changed my life drastically. God, it was just one more thing that God did for me as he brought me to that place of ultimate dependency on him. Just one more blessing of brokenness. And I'll tell you, as I stand here today, I look back and I still can remember so much about that. And I, I'm, I'm looking forward to sharing with you because, I, you know, I don't know how many of you guys that are listening today have experienced uh, the place of helplessness physically, uh, you name it, uh, a place of brokenness like I did in this story. But I'll tell you, it's only in God's economy can it be something that ended up changing your life for the good forever. That's just how God works. He is always with us. He is always faithful to to take something, to allow something in our life and turn it into a wonderful blessing. Amen. Well, guys, thank you so much for being with me. I look forward to this, this series within My God Stories and sharing all that God did. And our next episode is going to be about a spiritual experience that I had while I was in the hospital with something that I'd never been through before, but God used it to minister to others. Have a great day.